Hello, hello. Uh, thank you so much for incorporating this into your notes. We are going to be looking at the start of the European revolutions that eventually lead to the breakup of the concert of Europe and the conservative uh, era that those countries were trying to incite. Um, <clears throat> most historians refer to this as a you know, major watershed political event of the 19th century. Uh, all of this is going to be in, in, influenced by nationalism, liberalism, romanticism, uh, instability. The only two countries that are able to avoid a revolution are England and Russia. We already talked about England. However, we will talk about Russia uh, near the end of this unit. So um, first we want to talk about, uh, first I want to introduce is this quote-unquote Eastern question. And basically, you know, what's what's happening with the Ottoman Empire, right? The Ottoman Empire, we've talked about it, it's starting to chip away, it's starting to break apart. So, you know, which European countries are going to be able to fill that void, you know, as the Ottoman declines, all right? Um, and so this becomes uh, the Eastern question. And so if you're looking at my sc or your screen, I guess, and you're looking at the map, and you can see in 1830, the Ottoman Empire has significantly decreased in size. And so today we're going to be talking about Greece. So what's going to happen in Greece? So let's go to 1815. Um, in 1815, I'm going to introduce you to a man by the name Alexander Ypsilanti. And he is a Greek um, patriot. He um, is a member of multiple Greek secret societies. And um, basically what, you know, what he instills is um, he starts a revolution and his goal is to throw off the Turks and basically kick them out and, um, you know, really, really attempt to get true independence for uh, the Greeks. Um, if you recall from your freshman year, uh, the main religion of Greece is Greek Orthodox. This goes from, you know, the split in the Christian faith with, you know, Eastern Orthodox versus Catholicism. So the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire actually hung the Patriarch um, and the Patriarch of the Greek Orthodox Church and accused him of failing to keep the Greek Christians in, in line. Um, you know, he, he said, that's, that's part of your duties. You know, you, as the Patriarch, as the head of the religious sect of Greece, you need to keep these people in, in order. Now, just so everyone knows, I mean, there's fighting on both sides. There's atrocities on both sides. Um, you know, on, on one island in Greece, you know, 25,000 Greeks are killed. And then, you know, there's close to 40,000 Turks killed in response. Um, it's pretty ugly. Um, basically, what this um, is going to essentially lead to is on March 25th, 1821, um, we have the official start to uh, the beginning of the revolution. And when you think about, you know, what, what ingredients are necessary for a, a successful revolution, you know, you know, pause this and actually really think about that. Um, I'd argue you need an ideological framework, you know, you need, you need, you just going at something willy-nilly is going to get you nowhere, right? I mean, that's even something as small as, you know, if you wanted to change the uniform, right? You can't just met, set up a meeting and say, hey, uh, yeah, I want I want a blue shorts instead of gray shorts, right? You need a framework. You also need the masses. You need the support, right? Um, and you also need great organization, all right? So basically in Greece, it starts off in 1821 as an internal movement. You know, there, and, and the problem is, is that there's different factions of Greeks, you know, almost is like, 
like fighting amongst themselves. It's almost like a civil war, right? And um, the Sultan, of course, is going to use this um, against the Greeks. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, basically, um, there's you know back and forth winds between um, between the between the um, Greeks and the um, uh, Turks. Sorry. Um, what's interesting here at this point is, um, Lord Byron, he's a poet and he is English and he 100% embraced the Greek um, cause. And he, you know, he was very prolific and, and the way, and, and wrote about the Greek cause. And he wrote romantically as a battle between ideals of, you know, the ancient Greeks and the ruthless, ruthless Turks that, you know, have been occupying Greece for centuries. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Europeans were really moved by, you know, this, this, this image. And so many of them actually join, um, to fight the, the Greeks and, um, you know, support is continuing to, to grow. And also, also guys, keep in mind too, you know, although this is the era of conservatism, you know, why on earth would the Europeans support fighting, right? Think of who they're fighting the Ottomans, right? Go back to, you know, the gunpowder empire chapter and this constant threat of the Ottomans, you know, they're willing to fight and do something, make a change if it could, if it could potentially, um, help them. Um, fun fact for your day, 1823, um, Lord Byron actually does, um, die during the war. Um, he dies from disease. Um, not really very cool. Probably not nearly as cool as <laughs> he would have liked, but you know, oh well. So support for the Greece continues to uh, grow in uh, in Europe, um, but the Turks are still um, in it to win it. And by 1827, they almost have um, almost all of Greece. And so at this point, the Europeans really have to make a decision. And so the British, French, and Russian, they basically come together and destroy the Turkish fleet in um, the uh, Bay of Navarino. And uh, this was just another fun fact for you. This was the last naval battle involving wooden ships. Things are going to change as we creep closer to World War I. Um, it, it, some, some historians consider this one of the world's biggest and most fatal misunderstandings. You know, maybe, maybe it was an accident, maybe it wasn't, but um, uh, what triggered it was a uh, Turkish ship fired on a small boat filled with British sailors. So again, maybe it was an accident, maybe not. We really don't know. And this basically just triggers hell to break loose when the smoke clears. Literally, literally the entire Turkish fleet is at the bottom of the bay. Um, it's considered the most one-sided battle in history of naval warfare. Um, so at this point, you know, the Greeks have this easy path to nationhood. Um, 1828, the first governor of uh, Greece uh, issues a constitution uh, calling Greece will be referred to as a republic. <clears throat> this will uh, trigger the Russo-Turkish War. <clears throat> Excuse me. Basically, uh, what happened is uh, as a result of the Battle of Narvino, the Ottoman closed the Dardanelles, which is um, it's a strait, very, very important to the Russians uh, to access supplies and access warm water. And um, uh, it complicates, like this this fighting between the Russians and the Turks, it complicates the Greek situation. However, um, it does end with a Russian victory, which also adds to the decreasing um, power of the Ottoman Empire. 
keep that in mind. 1830, we have what's known as the London Protocol, and come, uh, officially declared Greece as an independent state under European protection. All right. Um, in 1832, we have the Treaty of Constantinople, which officially establishes the Greek borders and establishes the uh, constitutional monarch of Greece. All right, this is extremely, extremely important because this right here, right, 1832, this is, you know, the concert of Europe breaking its own rules, allowing fighting, you know, take place, you know, establishing protection over Greece. You know, there's this interest in this romantic notion of ancient Greece. There's, you know, the similarity with the Greek culture, uh, you know, going against the Muslims. Um, this will all plummet us into 1848, which the, um, is a watershed event in all of world history. It's going to completely change the map of Europe and 100% handhold us into the start of World War One. With that, I leave you. I hope you have a really nice um, afternoon and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.